and welcome to LHP. Uh, I'm broadcasting to you from inside of a golden EV suit. Uh, Eric, where are you broadcasting from? I don't know where you are on the ship. Um, <laughs> um, actually, I'm on the surface of the sun, just getting a, a, mm. a, win- a late winter, early spring tan, just to be ready for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 3.1%, that's the max. <laughs> you know, you know what? No one wears sunscreen in this movie. Um, no. I feel like I no. feel like they should be wearing sunscreen. <laughs> Cliff Curtis is all about that burnt skin life. Um, and I appreciate that. Um <laughs> it was an interesting choice. Um I don't know if it was a choice or in a or in the script, but yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um, yeah, uh, we're talking about Sunshine, uh, a film directed by Danny Boyle. Who? What's the extent of our talking about him? Did we did we cover the the alternate universe Beatles movie? I feel like we did that at some point, or maybe we didn't. I, I don't know. I, I definitely um, did not watch that. Maybe you talked about. Okay. It. I feel. I feel like we 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 talked about it in a preview, and it ended up being exactly what we thought we was a movie. Yeah. That I don't want to watch. A movie that I think it's more famous now because of that court case, uh, the Anna Diarmas situation, where where just a hardcore Anna Diarmas fan was like mad that she wasn't in the movie. Um, amazing, uh, <laughs> amazing that that's the world we live in. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't remember. If we, yeah, so I don't think we've had the opportunity to talk yeah, I think about. We've, we've talked about yeah. Steve Jobs a little bit. I feel like we we've have. Done that. That's um, probably actually the place where we spent most of our energy in the Danny Boyle arena. Oh yeah, we talked um, about him almost making a Bond movie. That we did. We did. So he has come up. Yeah, he's he has come, come up. up. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, this first full film of his that we're doing. Um, Eric, since this was your idea. <laughs> What did you think? Uh, what was your feeling? You know, when sometimes people online talk about the movie, like it's like a secret masterpiece um, mm. that people should really watch. And this was one of those movies. And also, it's not really good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Hot take. I mean, I, I was watching... The, the whole time I was watching this movie, the only thing I was thinking is that Interstellar is just exactly this movie, like almost yeah. to a T, but better. And that, like, and and even Interstellar has its problems, but it's like, yeah, this is just I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it's fun. First yeah. hour, there's some nice, uh, there's some nice stuff there. There's some good character work. I mean, good. The cast is great, but it's like, yeah. and then it, it, I mean that. That first like hour and something isn't good enough to justify yeah. the last thirty minutes and the choices that are done in there. And I'm not even, I mean, like just the just the choice of using that like weird editing stuff to. to it's it's so weird. It's I was like, why am I? Why did you? Do, why did you do this to yourself? So. <laughs> You're, you're you're saying a lot of things that I was going to say, which yeah. is uh, perfect. Th- those are the kinds of episodes that I love, where it's like, oh, we came to the exact same conclusions. Um, <laughs> so I think my sort of even more expanded take is like, 
every person who's made a big science fiction movie in the last 20 years has made some version of this movie. Uh, <laughs> like, like this kind of thing, like set in space, there's a mission, it's a big cast full of names that you kind of know that are going to be big. And like, they're all just kind of versions of 2001. Um, in the case of Solaris, that's just a remake of Solaris, but still not not that different. But the thing is, it's, it's 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 that it's it starts off and you're like, okay, this is 2001 inspired. This is really where it gets. Itself. But right. no, no, this is Alien. This it is, is it just, becomes Alien. I mean, yeah. it, it it has the structure of Alien. It's like you're watching. Yeah. It it has this like uh, this like feeling of like. Uh, you're watching people do a job like uh, in the mm-hmm. same way alien like this the structure and they're like okay this is a, a time where they've been doing this for a while and everyone does their jobs and it's like yeah. you're you're there's no like uh, heroism to it all and there's no yeah. like I mean there is in that there's that this this is a mission to save the world but it's not a, like yeah. There's a grand there's, importance to it, kind of. In there's like, it's, no, there's no sense of self-importance to the mission yeah. from the characters. I'd say mm-hmm. that it's like, yeah. Uh, I think it manages it really well. I think, um, I I think those early parts where they have to do all those decisions. Um, I mean, every time they have to do a decision, this is it, it's where this movie gets the most interesting. And I think, I think a lot of it is probably in the Alice Garland script. And also Mm -hmm. uh, from what I've read a little bit about it, the Alice Garland script was supposed to end on like two people playing chess while the, the, they end up in the sun. Like it's supposed to be a more meditative movie, and that's the movie I wish I had watched. To be mm-hmm. honest, over whatever happen, whatever choice happens in uh, of uh, zombie Mark Strong. <laughs> yeah, the and you know, so I knew, I knew, I knew that uh, that um, Danny was specifically going for Alien in this. This has just been a thing that I've known for years. Because I hadn't, I don't think I'd seen this for a while. But as I told you, I'd seen it before. And I'd seen it a few times. Rewatching it this time, like the alien framing is very apparent, and that ending is like it's not, it's not at all the way that I remember it. <laughs> I remember it being kind of like a bigger, grander thing, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, why do I feel differently about this than I did at the time? I think when I watched this early on, I was much younger. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that I think that's it. Like, and I think that's why I assume a lot of the people who you're saying are saying that it's a forgotten masterpiece are probably in a similar position of being much younger when they saw this, and maybe perhaps no. Not I'm, I'm talking about like a, a lot of film critics I actually like love this okay. movie, and I kind of don't <laughs> don't get it. Uh, I, I, mean, I get I get it I get it because it's like you don't. You don't have m- movies like this <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of uh, being made, and it's it. I mean, yes, a lot of a lot of it works, but it's just like it kind of loses itself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it does. Uh, it it's uh, it becomes just <laughs> it becomes mm-hmm. so and... so uh, such a mess at the end where like yeah. it, it just becomes alien and it's it's not your yeah. it doesn't have to be 
It doesn't need to be what, you know, and I do wonder, are we going to be talking about Ad Astra this way <laughs> in 15 <laughs> years? Or I guess now it would be like, when did Ad Astra come out? <laughs> Before Three the years pandemic? Ago, I think. So are we going to be talking about Ad Astra this way 12 years from now? Where we're like, why did they do that? Why was there a monkey in this movie? <laughs> Because um, Ad Astra is again, that's it's part of that thing that I was saying. It's like they're all doing a version of 2001. Uh, that director was smart enough to like throw a bunch of Apocalypse Now in there, which good on him <laughs> because I think it helped that movie. Um, and but I would, I'm wondering like, does Ad Astra have all the same problems? And because I'm watching it now, I'm not processing them the same way. Will, will I look back on it in the same way? And I'm very curious because this. This movie, so my other big, my real hot take for me is that this is the most aggressively mid-2000s movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I can't even, uh, like like you were saying, with the editing choices and some of the visual choices, some of like the weird like punk aesthetic. And these are things that Danny Boyle has handled better in other movies. Um, I'm scared to be forced to watch Slumdog someday um, <laughs> and find that, that movie probably has a lot of the same problems um, because my memory of that movie is uh, the Jai Ho sequence uh, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember him- watching yeah, Slumdog is one of those like last times I was like a movie won Best Picture so me and my family rented it and watched it all together. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the last one of those, and I I remember probably liking it at the time, and being like half disinterested. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I imagine it doesn't hold. But at the same time, so the inverse of that is Twenty Eight Days Later. That movie makes a lot of weird choices, a lot of very aggressive choices for the time. It's shot all on like digital video, which for the time was considered kind of insane. But it gives that movie this specific uh, visual aesthetic that is interesting. And again, he's doing a lot of weird choices and a lot of like things that maybe are kind of unconventional. And I think it only adds to that movie. So I, I do wonder if it's just a matter of this movie doesn't really come together as like a it doesn't come together as like a well composed, fully thought out thing. It like you can see its influences in a bad way, I guess, if, if like I had to really like sum it up, like you can see all the parts of it and it's not good that you can see all the parts of it. I mean, um, but at the same time, like you were saying, I think the performances in this are pretty solid. And I think all the actors are doing a good job. I think that's like the reason to actually watch this. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very watchable. It's like, it's a, uh... It's it's a it's it has this like kind of maybe not action but like blockbustery feeling. It feels like a movie yeah. that uh, works well with a crowd in a movie theater, um, but just doesn't have. I don't I don't think it has the depth mm-hmm. that people credit it for. I think yeah. it's just very uh, a lot of it is like solid and then it's just bad and it it uh and, and 
that's that, that it's just unfortunate i guess I, I feel like i i was hoping i'd like this movie more but as soon as they get on icarus one and you get like those like one uh one frame of like those pictures in between like every scene uh it, the movie like started losing me it's it's it feels amateurish yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like it's aiming for something and just like it never it yeah. never works. It, it that that's a good way of putting it. Like there's it, it, like it's yeah. it's a, it's better if it just does it does it's exactly the same movie without those frames in between. Yeah. I, 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 they serve no purpose and then you have I mean I don't I don't even know what to think about like the special mm-hmm. effects around like Mark Strong's zombie mm-hmm. or whatever's uh, going on. That so that's that that part really did not hold up because I remember when I was much younger also feeling like okay, well, why is he like super strong? <laughs> like why is he like superhuman or whatever? It's like does does getting exposed directly to sunlight cause you to become like a fucking god being? Um, is there some <laughs> science behind this that I'm unaware of? And I'm like, no, I don't think it does. I think, uh, yeah, um, maybe it's like dark man rules where it's like he can't feel pain, so his muscles aren't telling him to stop. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. It feels like it's kind of played. Um... I don't. I wish the the whole thing took itself more seriously around mm-hmm. that character's descent into whatever mm-hmm. he becomes, and because it's like you only get him doing like villain speak of "I want to be just me and God." That's that's yeah. that's all I care. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, that's that's another thing that fell kind of flat. Like. Yeah, I mean, the idea is good. I mean, the idea of him descending and, like, becoming some... Becoming just, like... I mean, again, people make fun of the Mad Demon stuff in Interstellar, but it's just a better version of this. Yeah. Well, even even Matt Damon... So, my my one, like... Um, it's he's like a guy who's actually making decisions. This feels like... He looked at the sun and he became crazy. That's yeah, yeah. so he's a spooky demon man. <laughs> and so here's dark. the thing: like, I can see the metaphors in here, and I understand why they're there. Like, for just so just to, you know, this movie is clearly about climate change, yes. which is an issue we're still dealing with, <laughs> still a problem now. And it absolutely spoke to me that the person who is trying to stop them from fixing this, the person who's like let us all die, just let it end, is a religious person. Um, I understood why that was there. I completely grasped it. I was still like, this doesn't work, though. (laughs) This isn't interesting. Um, In the real world, those people are parts of organizations, and they actually have plans, and they think that they're clever, uh, and they put more thought into this. The person who is on the side of the street screaming about God really isn't an issue and we should probably help that person um that person uh, yeah yeah I, I that that just really just fell apart for me personally but again i understand why he's there i understand alex garland at the time being like okay well 
they're on the mission to save the world from itself ecologically. So our villain should be the real life version of that villain, but it doesn't, doesn't work. And I can even go back to movies that are way before this, where they got this completely right. Um, uh, uh, I, I I think of the movie Contact with Jodie Foster. I don't know if you've seen that. Great um, movie. Yes. Uh, and Jake Jake Busey uh, uh, of the Busey clan <laughs> yeah. is is like a religious like extremist. He's like he's like got a terrorist plot to blow up this satellite that will connect with aliens. Um, and it's it's really good it holds up every single time I mean, yeah it, it works because it's you have a character making decisions that lead them to yeah. this uh yeah in the same way yeah, i mean yeah. that movie is interesting because it's about faith and like you get different vision of what faith is i mean mm-hmm. that, that's 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 why you can have something like that that works this movie is just like it feels so out of nowhere uh yeah. and it feels like it feels like that movie needed i mean it's an hour 45 minutes and it's one of those movies that i it needs 30 more minutes it needs that space it needs like a a justification for what's going on um even something as simple as making giving us more of a reason for why uh kappa and what's chris evans character um uh frick uh, even more of a, like a reason for why those two don't Mace. necessarily get along. <laughs> yes, Mace, great, great, great job there. Uh, <laughs> um, Kappa, and, yeah, like even just a little bit more. Like, if we were to learn that Kappa is a religious character, um, that would be f- fascinating. If we yeah. were to, like, just, uh, like that would that would say something more. It would give a bit of an inner life. That's, so that is the thing that's really missing. Inner life for a majority of these characters is kind of missing. Um, I, I remember thinking at one moment, because I had forgotten Cliff Curtis's um, ending to this movie and when it happened. I, was, I remember thinking, oh, it's interesting that Cliff Curtis is a character who's obsessed with the sun. And my memory of Mark Strong was not that he was like a god person my memory was that he was like worshiping the sun. Cause again, I don't think I'd seen this movie for a decade. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. That would be really interesting. If those characters came into contact and like their love of the, as no, <laughs> Cliff Curtis is dead before we even realize Mark Strong is there. Um, <laughs> and that inner life, it has nothing. It doesn't play any part in the movie. And I, so yeah, now that I've identified that, like many of these characters, their inner life is set up. They establish something, but it never develops into anything. Um, you know, I, I would love to, I, I would, you know, for example, the captain. Um, when the captain dies, I didn't feel much of anything. Uh, I, I love that actor. I yeah, love yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, it, it, it's uh, because it's uh, Sonata, it's like such a, I mean, he he's so good at just like presence. It, mm-hmm. He doesn't need more. Um, but it's like, yeah, you you don't you don't feel sad for him. I mean, no. this movie, there's, someone dies every ten minutes, and you don't really feel sad for any of them. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I did laugh when I realized his name was was Canada. 
yes. uh, which is uh, an Akira, Akira reference. Yes, yes. Um, and some and somebody yells Canada as he dies. Good job, Alex. Good job. <laughs> um but other like yeah you're right like every it is a thing of like because everybody's gonna die and it does you do hit a point of like oh that's right everybody in this is gonna die so whose turn is next um you know and i mean and that goes for i think that goes for every member of the cast benedict wong um i think the one that maybe hit the hardest because again we got more of her like internal being and who she is is a uh, Corazon, uh, the Michelle Yeoh character, um, yeah. like that was really hard. <laughs> that was really hard to see. <laughs> um, because you give her yeah. the moment just before she dies. I mean, you give yeah. her that's and even that. It's. It, I mean, this movie needs. I, I, I feel like it would work better if you had like just ten more minutes of them doing their job at the yeah. beginning, and then you get to live with them. Um, it starts off so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that that's the that's the the thing. It's like really really fast. You're into it, and it never stops. And I think that has its strengths, but it's like I don't. I, it 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 kind of it again. It works for like a popcorn movie. It doesn't work for mm-hmm. a, like a something more. With yeah, more and it, maybe it's just that's the way we're judging this movie. Uh, I mean, that's the way I was coming to it, kind of like because of its reputation. Uh, but yeah, like right. I mean, as a it it it's like it, it's like for for an, for an hour I was in like I I love that I love all the stuff of the suits and the the design of this place and like again yeah. every time they have to take a decision someone has to sacrifice themselves and they know exactly what they're doing. It's all. Work like it's all works like Benedict Wong fucking up the shields, um, and like him living with the consequences of it. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's all really good, uh, but I don't know. It's like just if it was a little more lived in, it feels again like Alien, where you don't really care when people die because you don't really know them other than uh, right, uh, other but... than uh, um. I'm sorry, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you don't you, like you don't you care about them as like archetypes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the movie is just it's so genuinely scary and unnerving that you don't necessarily need to care about them all that much because what you're seeing is is just <laughs> gripping. Um, whereas with this, like it, it's kind, it kind of matters a little bit more. And I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, the sun is supposed to be the, that yeah. scary fucked up presence, but I guess it's like, even when you see this, the sun burn out the whole plants, the whole, like uh, mm-hmm. their, their garden, it happens so fast and it yeah. takes such a long time for them to react to it. That you're not, you're not like, like the three percent, three point one percent stuff at the beginning is nice, but I feel like you need to make it scarier mm-hmm. if you want it to feel like people are constantly in danger. Because I mean, I don't know, I, it just it it needs a bit more for for me. I feel like yeah. we could go into back to that. I think one of the interesting stuff I I heard about this movie also is that. Um, 
Uh, Michelle Yeoh was the first one that was offered uh, the role, role and mm. um, she got offered the Canada, like the the captain's role, uh, oh. and uh, and then offered whatever role she wanted, uh, but she felt she didn't have the like the like uh, gravitas for the captain role and just felt like she identified with Corazon more. Um, mm. Uh, which uh, is is um, I don't know. I feel like she would she could have done the captain thing. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you have uh, Sanada in this movie because he's he's really yeah. good. Yeah, that's like everybody in this. I, I, again, I think they're all doing as good of a job as they can with what they have. Um, I did, I, I did really uh, latch on to Rose Byrne. Um, who isn't given a ton, but I think that she she does good yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she's the character that I wanted the m- most more out of. She mm-hmm. you don't get to see her do her job really, or it's it's like yeah. I don't I don't remember what sure. I don't remember what her job is. <laughs> like yeah, I see her like talking to people on screens. I think she might she might be the pilot. Here it says she's the pilot, which I thought was Benedict Wong for some reason. Oh, who's he's the navigator? <laughs> sure, okay, fair enough. So it's it's Sulu and Chekhov. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, okay, and so the one person in this who isn't like a, a household name now um, is uh, the character of Harvey, played by Troy Garrity. But he is an actor that we've seen in things. I've seen him in things. I know I've. Uh, seen him in uh, multiple TV shows, I think, and like. Yeah, I think she's in. Uh, he's that. in uh, a lot of ballers. Yeah. Not like anyone watched ballers. But he's I think I watched the first season of ballers. Oh, I'm impressed. Uh, uh, I'm um, impressed too, and I'm impressed that I remembered this. Um, yeah, he. Um, but he's he's got one of those faces, and also he he very much. Looks like um, uh, Dennis Hoffman um, in in a weird way. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's um, he's a Jane Fonda's son. Yes, which I, is interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, oh, he's a yeah. Fonda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he's one of the he's the one of the Fondas. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's why he feels memorable, but I couldn't tell you a single other thing he's done. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him uh, in anything other than this. But yeah, I'm, other I'm than looking him, at his, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at his filmography. Uh, I've never seen the barbershop movies. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I've seen. In another life, seen. in another life, I have. I don't know. Um, hmm. Interesting. Um, anyway, we don't have to focus on him for uh, too much longer. Uh, but yeah, uh, where were we? Um, it's yeah. a. It's, I mean, yeah, a he's of... the one that he's the one out of these that didn't ha- doesn't have like a mm-hmm. this, this like either this huge career after or uh, this like a, yeah a big like a, I mean who's or isn't like a legacy. Uh, uh, East Asian actor, mm-hmm. I guess, compared to Michelle Yeoh and uh... yeah, yeah, they're all the people who aren't big names. They are uh, 
in the category of that guy. Oh, it's it's that guy. Um, yeah. That, uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, everybody is in one of those two categories. I mean, um, I mean, uh, Cliff Curtis is so good in um, Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like him in that. And I mean, he's in he's in stuff. Um, I mean, he's the only man to play every nationality. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, f- I forgot he's one of one of <laughs> the Rock's brother in Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm just looking at his his filmography is really fucked. <laughs> I said every nationality, and I think I might have been right. I believe he has played every nationality. And he, uh, he, <laughs> He's played Navi. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's played an alien. He's played. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Ten thousand um, BC. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's, okay. Anyway, he's a uh, yeah. He, he, yeah. he love him. I really, actually, I really like his character in this. I really like his like yeah. obsession with the sun and when when like, Canada's dying, asking him what do you see and yeah, I like when he and his sacrifice. Uh, because mm-hmm. he knows that he's unnecessary, and then, then uh, I really like how he finally—I mean—he lets the son kill him, mm-hmm. and just like suffers horribly through it. It's not like a peaceful death. Uh, no. It's like a, there's a, there's a peaceful moment pre-death. He puts on the sunglasses, and he just burns alive, and just. <laughs> it just screams. It's. It's. I, I think it's a. I think that's a moment that really worked for me. Um, I mean, speaking of this, this, the, this, the, the death of uh, Harvey, toward the Trigarity character. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just frozen solid and breaking off. It's... They do a thing where it, it's a thing that you see in horror movies a lot, where somebody will do something really shitty right before they get stabbed. Um, and he does that thing where they're about to go out the airlock, but right before he's like, no, I have to put on the suit. <laughs> I'm the captain. There needs to be a captain. There, um, uh, it's, it was much better acted than that. Uh, <laughs> I'll give him that credit. But he has like this like almost sniveling moment of like, no, I need to be the one to survive. Um, and, and it's like, oh, uh, so you're dead then. You're the, you're the next man to die. <laughs> you're the next one to go. And he gets the uh, he gets the two thousand and one death of just floating into space, or I assume back into the sun's light and immediately burning. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, good for him. <laughs> he earned that in his last five minutes, <laughs> just <laughs> going into the void of space. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, do you want to do you want to talk about the plot of this movie? We haven't sure. <laughs> I mean, the plot is fairly simple. They're trying to go can, to the sun. Yeah, they're um, trying to go to the sun is ending. They're trying to get to it. They they get on. The, they're on this ship called Icarus Two, calling the the spaceship Icarus is is so mm-hmm. on the. I mean, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Like Icarus, at least call it the dollars. Call it after his son. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're on Icarus too because Icarus one didn't make it. Um, they pass near Mercury. They get the distress signal. Icarus one is still there. They have to make a decision. Are are they going to um, 
go straight and drop their big bomb into the sun or are they gonna try to intercept Icarus 1 and try to get that second bomb as well uh, because mm-hmm. there's most chance of success right and they, they they leave the decision to Kappa the physicist I mean that's 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 the first like really good character moment where it's like okay yeah. the cap the captain lets him decide he's the one that knows um let the person with the knowledge make the decision uh I, 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 um, I mean, one of the more I think I think the the captain. I, I guess he can He does such a good job in the performance of like really giving. He has the presence more than anyone else on screen. Yes, he does. Yeah, it, like it's it's like all these actors are like. I mean, if you'd see. I mean, Cillian Murphy, Chris Evans, or even Benedict Wong now, it, Rose Byrne, completely different feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, even... I think a lot of Michelle Yeoh is, like, part of her character, like, the character choice, mm-hmm. and it's played well, but he has, like, screen presence like no one else in the movie has, yeah. and it's, like, he's, like, dominating just through that. Um, yeah. And in, in a way that's, like, very indicative of, like, it's it's demanding of respect from like the actors and the characters in a yeah. way that really works for me. It does, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, you almost get the feeling that to, to, to like to fill in details for myself, like that the rest of these people weren't necessarily astronauts before this, and he has the feeling of somebody who has spent their entire life preparing for a mission like this. Um, that, or at least that comes through in his performance yeah. more so than anybody else. Um, and yeah, I, it, yeah, it really works. And it, he does, it, it does feel like he's holding the line and like, he's like containing these people from like coming unraveled. And that, I think, you know, to your point about the first hour really being in it, like I did feel the sense of the stakes and the sense of like, these are people who aren't necessarily ready for this, but they are just doing their jobs. Um, I mean, he, he's and... the one that's by far, he's the, he feels like the only one that's really ready to what needs to be done. Him and actually yeah. Chris Evans. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Evans is always telling the right, making the right decision, like telling people the actually good thing to do and willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. anything to get it done in a, yeah. in a very, like, kind of like um man at work way um mm-hmm. that that kind of, that really i really like that performance from him um he's like i mean this is this comes out the same year as the second fantastic four movies i movie i think <laughs> so, so yeah so i mean he's the only fun part of those movies kind of like he yeah. he's I mean, he's the best part of that shitty, those shitty movies. He's the reason to watch those movies, which we discussed at length on an episode of the Phantom Zone. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more about it, but like, yeah, he he has that energy. I I kind of, uh, um, I mean, he does that also in, um, I feel like Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah. He has that same like, kind of like asshole-ish um, mm-hmm. like shitty <laughs> shitty white guy at work energy um, that, but like 
um, yeah. future, really like future movie star energy. Like it, it's there. Um, on your shitty white guy thing, yeah, his Boston is really coming out. That's that's what's <laughs> happening there. The Boston is being unleashed. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I feel like I don't get. Like I mean, I wouldn't have guess that from this but uh yes this this yep. this is uh, this is what's there um so um but no I mean, like this is this is so this was interesting because i've forgotten his i'd kind of forgotten his role in this um and it is a very much it's a different chris evans than i think the chris evans that we know now like we have a very strong association with course cap but now like the post cap chris evans who is like he just plays a troll and everything now um that's <laughs> that seems to be his favorite I mean, thing to play I mean, yeah he either plays like knives out like asshole comedy where it's like kind of a there's some of that there but or he plays like the most like genuine dad or like yeah. dog owner yeah. or something he, in, like yeah. a, in a movie that i i have zero in movies i have zero interest in watching yeah like, I, I don't need movies to watch for moms like yeah. really, really movies for moms that like to see him without a shirt on yeah exactly or that yeah that apple plush show which i've i've skipped past many times in my apple plus subscription that i've used maybe twice i think (laughs) um but yeah like uh he's playing like a lawyer who's like vociferously defending his son um there's a lot of that going on on tv right now um (laughs) but it's you're right it is a lot of that kind of stuff um and this is a very and i do feel like there was a period of time before getting into the Marvel machine where this was a lot of what he was doing. I just didn't watch a lot of those. I mean, this, this may be my favorite performance of his. I mean, this might be like, I mean, I I mean, he, he, he does a good count, but it's rare that he has, I mean, he has, yeah, I guess in like, uh, in like the, the, in like, uh, who he, I mean, he 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 does that work fine, but I kind of just like, I just like this character um, a lot. Um, I mean, to your point, I think the what makes the Cap stuff impressive, and what makes his work in those movies impressive, is that's a role I don't think many people want to do or would feel comfortable doing especially right now. Like, I I just don't think a lot of people feel that there's anything interesting in that. And I would argue that Chris took that role and he made it something interesting. He made it something that you wanted to pay attention to, despite any cynical inclinations that you might have or assumptions you might have about the character being one note or so on and so forth. Like he made it something complex and interesting through his performance. Um, this is so like it's almost a challenge for him to make it as interesting as he did. This is this is, but this is just an interesting character that I think he does a good job with. But again, I think that like if I had to like fix one or two things about this movie just to make it infinitely better, aside from all the other things that we've said, developing more of Mace and Kappa 
is the primary thing that I would do because Cillian is already giving a fantastic performance. We all know, I think people you know, really actually that's, that's that's the thing that works for me. I mean, you start and they're fighting and then they fight again. You don't need yeah. the. I mean, you kind of see these guys and you're like, okay, they kind of it's it's really pretty normal. They hate each other. I think I don't it even works. Need, I don't even need backstory. I just like. So this is this is the other thing. Like it's a it's a problem I have with all movies, which is like, but not everybody's relationship is fighting all the time. Even people who don't like each other, even people who don't get along, they have these moments where they aren't at each other's throats, and there those moments are here, and I appreciate when they are. I just need more of that. I just need more of the moments where they're like, all right, I get it. <laughs> like I, mean, the, I think they have those the moments. I mean, I. It's it's like when we're, we're out in the pot. It's like okay, Canada volunteers himself. He's gonna go out to the mm-hmm. spacewalk, and then and then uh, Maze volunteers Kappa to go out with him. Um, yeah. When you have that, and then you have the, when they come, when they have to, uh, when he says uh, when they're trying to blast mm-hmm. from one ship to the other, and it's like yeah, you're putting the suit on. This is what we're doing. Um, right. Man. Yeah, it, they have those moments where you you get like, uh, I think I think it's it, I think that relationship is all there. I, I mean, for me, it, it that's not where I needed more. I feel like I needed more of like, uh, if anything, Kappa and Roseburn. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I needed more Roseburn in general. I feel like she's the one that the script that that's kind of gets lost. In mm-hmm. this whole thing, um, she never really gets a moment, and even when she does, it's like so at the end where she jumps, and it's so nonsensical. It's like what? Yeah, I you don't can, know you what's going on. Under, there. You can't even understand what's happening because you're they're doing this weird distortion thing, and it's it it's like it's maybe cool like for a second, and then you're like, you're still doing this. <laughs> I'm so con- I'm confused by what happens in that scene. Why, aside from the distortions, there's is there like, gravity or is, is is or is there not? Is there gravity in this movie or is like this is a problem? Like, okay, your movie tells me early on we're not doing the whole they have to have magnet boots or whatever. They just have gravity in space. Fine, your movie is telling me that they have gravity in space. I accept that. And then they fall off the side of a thing and then they readjust because why? I don't. In any way, it was just, ah. and then you're right. Like, what are those? I don't understand where those flashes are, are or the weird like artifact that he's doing. Like, is it supposed to be a throwback to like '70s movies that do a lot of that? Um, because those movies are all in like dream states. Those are characters who are like going through psychosis. If it's like the weird like hypnotic psychedelic movies, if that's what he's going for, like. Those are characters who are maybe not okay. <laughs> uh, they're not mentally okay for the most part. And, like, they are not characters in the state of mind of these characters. Are we seeing it suddenly from Mark Strong's perspective? A uh, perspective that we haven't seen it from the entire movie? In that case, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are we... <laughs> Why would you make the decision to suddenly make it from Mark Strong's perspective? That makes no sense. Um, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of like, I guess, like film theory things that are like, what, 
what, what who did this? Why, why did you do this? Um, and I, I wonder if some of that is like, maybe it's like a misinterpretation of the Alex Garland script. I'd be very curious to I mean, know. What I, mean, I, th- I think what, uh, um, I mean, Alex Garland wrote the original script and then uh, if he brought on another writer. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Alexander wrote the script, and then he brought on uh, this uh, physicist, I think, like uh, um, okay. to uh, Brian Cox, yeah, professor of particle physics. Okay. Like, he's yeah. like one of those guys that like explain science. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He he's in my YouTube uh, for you suggestions a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I watch a lot of science videos, believe it or not. Um, um <laughs> shocking. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think then Boyle just like kind of changed the script a bit. Um mm. says here there there was supposed to be a sex scene somewhere in there, but they removed it. Uh because it was You know, I'm fine. T- I'm fine with that. <laughs> it was uh, it was kinda embar- I, I see the word here used is embarrassing. <laughs> mm, yeah, we don't need that. We're good. We're good. There were moments in this where I'm like, is Naked Mark Strong going to like essay somebody? (laughs) Um, And I was very glad that that didn't happen. Um, There are moments that felt weird. Um, Yeah, like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I wish this movie was a little bit more like. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm gonna say that uh, <laughs> I I can't remember the, what kind of why can't I remember the name of the Claire Denis space movie where, where Robert Pattinson jacks off and there's the box and oh you want it to be that movie another movie where I'm like okay yeah no I don't want it to be like that movie either uh, I'm sorry I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that um, no so so High Life is the name of that movie. but you know what High Life has a lot of nothing and I feel like this movie yeah. needed a little bit more nothing uh, sure but I, I mean I room know. to breathe Let's... is the thing that you said and I, I think that's correct I think um, room to <laughs> breathe is a good way of putting it yeah I, I uh, High Life a lot of room to breathe in that movie. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying there's a lot of room to breathe. Um, um, but I mean, to your to, to the larger point, um, I do. I, I am thinking to myself in the world of like streaming and like prestige TV. Like, is there a world where FX comes to Alex Garland and they're like, "Sunshine the miniseries," um, and I'm I'm kind of. I could see that working. It wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want like, like a ten-hour miniseries, but a, a, a miniseries might help this because the the feeling that you were pointing out of like, oh, it's been ten minutes, somebody has to die, that can be mitigated, I think, by a television. Yeah, I don't. Paint. I don't think that's what I. I don't think that's what. I think it's it needs just like forty minutes. You know what I mean? It and I don't. Yeah. I think it doesn't need to be triple this length. It needs just like. It, hmm. Like if it was like interstellar length, sure, or this, even at Astro, which was also yeah, really yeah. long, yeah. yeah, yeah, just like I mean, just a this is just a very short movie, like for what it is, it is it's like it, yeah, and you can feel it, you can really tell that it's like they're speeding through this story yeah. that I mean, I, think I mean, you can spend some time on, yeah, yeah. Well, and even so, you know, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. 
but I, I'm sure you've heard of them as well. Like South Korea has produced a lot of movies that I would call sunshine esque. Um, they all oh, lean more Emmerich from what I can tell from like the trailers and like videos that get shared on Twitter of like space sweepers or, or China produces a lot of these movies as well. Wandering Earth, I believe, is one of them. Um, but those movies are very much like aping this movie specifically, I feel like. Um, and the, but those movies go a, a bit broader. But as far as I can tell, they all they all are kind of going for this tone. And I'm, I'm, I'd be very curious to now, now it's coming to me right now to watch one of those movies sometime soon, because I want to know how they handle it. I want to know yeah. what they do differently um, because they're very successful. I know that I know those movies, they break records in those countries. Um, they are continuing to produce more of them. And when they make it here, like, basically on netflix for free for all of us to watch they must do well because netflix and other streaming services keep buying them so i'd be very curious to see the comparison there um yeah because this tone and this concept can work and it can be interesting if handled uh well um so yeah hmm hmm um if I, do you have any final thoughts? Because I think we can actually kind of, I think we can kind of head on out. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's something that we didn't talk about. Mm. Um, I do think it's interesting that Fox didn't want to pay for this movie, so they sent it to Searchlight, and then the financing came through the National Lottery, um, which is a thing that doesn't happen in America because we don't have one of those. But yeah. Every other country in the world does. Um, <laughs> uh, but America is special, as usual. <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I, did, I, found, I found that interesting, that that's 2007. So it's amazing that this did actually get made at that time. And I feel like you couldn't, you couldn't get this specific movie made. This version yeah. of this movie made. Now. I mean, it, it's 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 yeah. Movie. I mean, it's on it's on a forty million dollar budget. It's like uh, there's not a lot of sets. I mean, we don't get movie like the things we get like this are. I mean, the cool. I I I can't think of much. Like we get Ad Astra, which is like a hundred million dollar movie. Uh, kind of, it's it's uh, yeah. a movie we both really like, but it's not and it's not a blockbuster. It's like so so much more serious, I guess. And they all have I mean, these. They I all mean, have Interstellar is kind of like. I mean, the thing with I started with talking about Interstellar, so maybe I'll end yeah. on this because yeah. it's it's there's so much. Like Nolan watched this movie and was like. I can do this better. It really yeah. feels like that's what happened, right? Like yeah. all the the videos back and forth, uh, mm-hmm. the time stuff. The I mean, the time stuff is what he adds that this movie doesn't have. And I guess, mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I think uh, this movie doesn't have the science. 
right? Mm -hmm. It's not trying to explain how the bomb works. It's not trying to explain anything really. Right. Uh, they use the words, they use the expressions. They, they, they do like the boomerang of Mercury. Uh, and yeah. it's like when they're explaining the shields and like the the uh, the coolant and stuff, the, the language is there, but it doesn't stop and explain in the way that yeah. Interstellar does. And it's much better for it. For this kind of movie, it works just better, I think. It, it, yeah. it doesn't... It, uh, it doesn't waste time on that, but I feel like instead of like... <laughs> instead of just cutting the 10 minutes of explanation of what's going on, it could have been 10 minutes of like more character work. Um mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is what it gets down to. It's like character yeah, and work and make the ending maybe more human. And in the end, that's kind of... So I think that that... I think you that, that sort of, like, allowed me to sort of, like, focus in on, like... So what we've been saying this whole time is, like... I think the reason that we're both responding in sort of in that similar way is that, like... I kind of... That's what I like about Danny Boyle's other movies. Uh, is his character work. Train spotting would be the most annoying movie <laughs> if the characters in that movie weren't really well defined and interesting. If if it wasn't even even McGregor in that role uh, or you know the list of other people in that movie it just wouldn't work. And the the feeling of like re not relatability but like the real human core of those characters and their uh, life and the slice of the moment in time in which those characters are supposed to be living in, like just it just plays really well, uh, and he, that's that's the thing that I think he's really good at. That's I think that's why he can make certain movies win Oscars, <laughs> uh, despite them being baffling choices. Um, whereas, like to what you're saying with Nolan Interstellar, in Interstellar, I can allow McConaughey. Um, and the other actors in that movie to like, like they're doing a really good job so that Nolan and they're selling the emotion with their performances so that Nolan, who is obsessed with set pieces and making like set pieces that are so mechanically perfect that you can't not be impressed by them. Like that's his focus. That's the thing that he is obsessive about. Uh, to the detriment of some other movies that maybe came out recently that I still don't like, um, fight me. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, that's but that's his thing, and that's I think that's part of why Interstellar does work is he's focusing on the thing that he does really well. He fills it out with a cast that can still keep the audience that can keep you emotionally involved. Um, but he doesn't sacrifice the thing that he's good at. And I think Danny Boyle does sacrifice a little bit of what he's good at in this movie. I think it, some of it's lost, like you were saying with the Mark Strong character. He comes off as so arch and one note. Um, and I think that that is, that is a problem any Alex Garland thing would fall into if it weren't for the people involved. I don't think men works with a differently actor um i don't think the character of ava works without uh alicia vikander and so on and so forth like i think that he tends to write villains or antagonists that can kind of be arch if they're not played right if they're not directed right and i i i think that, that is the case here i think that the strengths that i expect from danny boyle 
are are not present, but all of the weird flourishes <laughs> that he really loves are present. And I think it just, it just, yeah, it's just a, feels like an incomplete piece of art, um, but not in uninteresting ways. So I'm glad that we did. I'm glad that we did talk about this. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, it, I'm glad I watched it, but it's like, yeah, it feels like, I don't know, maybe I put too much expectation on this one. <laughs> I mean, the, the, sure, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed it for what it was, which is just a fun, a fun space movie. Yeah. This, the, I mean, yeah. This is this just fits more in the Valerian category more than the uh, inter, <laughs> in the Ad Astra category. This is this is the, the, compared to two recent movies. Um, and I was expecting the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Fair I, th- enough. I think that's a good place <laughs> to end it. Yeah. This, this, uh, I think um, we were worried that we couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I feel like um, we were worried, but also when we you look at that, there's stuff to say for sure. Yes. Um, anyway, let's do some quick plugs. Uh, you can follow yeah. me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. I'm at Easier. Um, and see what I wrote about this movie there. <laughs> Something I said on this show, maybe word for word. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Phantom Zone, aforementioned Phantom Zone. Um, you can go back and listen to uh, older movie specials, some of which featuring Eric. Um, and uh, yeah, new episodes will come out when we can get... <laughs> All of us together on a on a on a on a Discord call. Other than that, that's all I got. Uh, bye. Don't find the sun. <laughs> <laughs>